Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Everybody and welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today I have my very special guest and friend, Crystal, who is a astrologer. So I am so happy to have her here on the show with you guys and to let you guys get to know her and basically fall in love with everything she has to offer. Like with um with me, when I first met her, it was like an instant connection. And I was like, I have to have her on my show. I have to talk to her about astrology because as many of you guys know, I love astrology. I love learning about it, using it, implementing it on everyday um, certain certain things in my life. So I was like, I have to have an astrologer on the show. And here she is, Crystal. Welcome to Chakras and Cuss Words. And please introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about you. Okay. Well, thank you for that introduction. That was great. I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Crystal Lynn. I've been um, out on social media platforms since 2012. I've been doing an astrology since 2006. So I'm heading almost to 20 years. Um, I started using astrology with my animals, believe it or not, because I do service dogs. And I also, I also train horses and work with horses and I had their birth dates. And I just started to, you know, as I started to learn the charts, I started to wonder if this is true, it's going to be true on my pets even more. You know, I wanted to test it and I was able to start seeing the, the astrology through animals. And I was blown away that we can see astrology through so many things. Yes. That, you know, it surprised me, but it really kept opening my eyes to how many ways astrology can be in our lives every day. Right. That's amazing. How did you first get into astrology? Like, was there a, do you, was there like a certain moment in time that you remember it or were you always kind of like drawn to it? No, I actually grew up with more of a faith, faith-based background. So it was taboo. It was very taboo, okay. but I went through a crisis in my life. One of those moments where you're just in crisis and you're, you know, you're trying to figure out your life and everything you've done. And at the time I ended up, I was going through divorce. And when I was going through divorce, um, afterwards, the new man that came in my life ended up having the same exact birthday as my ex-husband. <laughs> and then I get on Facebook. Were you like red flag, red flag? Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Put the brakes on. I know nothing about astrology, but this has to mean something. Okay. It has to mean something at that point. I didn't know, but what happened also at that same time that really started to open my eyes was I was going on Facebook and I started noticing old friends of mine from, from elementary school and even crushes that I had had the same birthday. They got birthday kept coming up everywhere and all of these people in my life. And I'm like, that's really, that's just, you know, too uncanny to have happen. And so that allowed me to start looking into why am I connected to this day? Oh, okay. So this day was February 27th. It's Pisces. Okay. Okay. 
And I, once you get a little further into astrology, even though I'm a Virgo, I have my moon in Pisces. Mm, So my moon in Pisces was connecting all the way across the Zodiac to this week of people coming into my life. It's like, I have this direct connection. Okay. And once I started seeing how incredible this can work, and like I said, that was such a, a shocker. I had to know. Yeah, you had to know. I so when, to- you, when you first started, can you give us kind of like a background? What exactly is astrology? Because it's not astronomy, it's right. astrology. So can you kind of like give us a little definition of what is astrology? Yes, yes. Well, astrology, we work, we work side by side with astronomy. We basically use the exact calculator that they create to tell you where the planets are up in the sky, the exact degree, where they're connected to the other planets. Are they harmonious up there? Are they having a big fight up there? And then we want to know, were we, were we born? Are we born under a big storm? Were we born under a peaceful time? You know, we start to look at what was the sky doing the day we were born? And there's over 24 components that we're looking at. We look at, you know, obviously the sun sign, the day you were born, but we also look at the moon. Where was the moon? Where was Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter? What time were you born? So we can see where was the sun rising from the east the moment you were born. Mm -hmm. And all of these things come together in an astrologer after you know, years of studying, a good astrologer is able to tell your story, to see your story on that wheel. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can see your whole life in this little wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, for some people, you know, the, the, the the controversy really is about free will. Do we have free will? Do we not have free will? Is the chart like, you know, so designated that we have to follow it? Or do we have free will along the way? And I think to have real love, we have to have real free will. Mm-hmm. And, and that free will is the, ch- the actual chart allows us to look at it like a weather channel, kind of like a, like a, like a, you know, a, um, yeah, like a weather channel. So we're able to see what's coming. We're able to see what's going on. And it's exciting to be able to dive down deep into, and it's a science, you know, but some people f- consider it a pseudoscience, but I believe it's an ancient art going all the way back to the beginning of times. You know, you see it all through the churches. You see yeah. everywhere that astrology was used as a common language. I know. I think a lot of people, especially people who are um, born or raised with such like a heavy um I guess you could say church base or you know, religious base. I was I was born baptized Catholic. So um but I wasn't really raised, I was raised Catholic, but not, my mom was very, you know, open-minded and liberal. My dad, like we had to force him to go to any type of church stuff. Like it was like, get in here. And he was like, eh, you know, <laughs> it might burn down if I step in here. Like, yeah. that was like how my dad was. Um, <laughs> but when I first started learning about astrology, I remember, um, one of the first things that I learned about was, of course, you know, the, the wise men came and found Jesus through the star. And I was like, 
So it's kind of like astrology Mm -hmm. and all of this has a story and it kind of comes back together. And, and a lot of religions do base their practices off of astrology and the stars and the moons and what does it all mean? And so I love that you know, I feel that many of us are eliminating that taboo, that it's not like this dark element or this, you know, it's actually something very beautiful and very um, almost ancient. And it's coming back into, I think, society's everyday life where before it was kind of, you know, used, but then it got shunned away as if it's not religious base or if it's not faith based then it doesn't make sense where it does make a lot of sense actually yeah yeah it can well it's so interesting because the wise men they were looking for a specific star that the king was supposed to be born under and they were traveling well the actual king at the time he actually specifically wanted told the soldiers i want you to find out what time this baby is being born Because that back in those days, astrology charts were only for kings and queens, not for peasants. Mm -hmm. So you looked at a chart and you could see, yes, this child's going to be a king or this girl's going to be a queen or what are they going to be? So that's why Jesus's chart, it was so looked after. And that's why, you know, they were, they were after the time of birth. Mm -hmm. So it shows that there was astrological happenings even then. Yes. And I don't know. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Like they say, businessmen use tactics and uh, strategy. Billionaires use astrology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I believe it. I be- and you know, it's the same with celebrities. Every celebrity knows that they know all about astrology because they've had somebody come and tell them how special they are. Mm-hmm. The other thing we can see through astrology, which, which is what makes it so um, useful for every day is we're able to see what is happening up in the sky. What's transitioning. What are the planets doing? You know, they do a dance up there mm-hmm. and we can look at the day you were born and the, what's going on up in the sky. And we can see the connection. Where is it connecting? There's times the planets are going over you and you're not connecting to them. They're not having like a big influence, kind of a dead time. Nothing's going on. Yeah. What's happening? There's no drama. You know, I'm bored. Yeah, no because the planets aren't no bugging drama. Good drama, right? It's a good drama. Yeah. And so yeah. when you start having a little drama, you start knowing, uh, what's going on up there? Because my buttons are getting pushed, you know, and that's basically what it's like. The sky is pushing our buttons down here on earth. And bringing out things in us, whether it be growth, even even difficulty, even a crossroad, even times when, you know, there's times when it's a very peaceful sky and we're just feeling bliss and it's great, you know, and there's times we wake up like in a mercury retrograde and we can't get out of bed for three weeks, (laughs) you know, it's like, what's wrong with me? And if you learn to follow this, you can learn to see this is what you need for yourself, that during those times like of a retrograde, our bodies need that rest and it only happens like three times a year Mm -hmm. for three weeks and we can ride that wave and just not push so hard during that time then we come out stronger where the people who are pushing 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 during a retrograde they're falling apart and they're not they're not you know looking at what is this transit doing and why do we need to do this and they're fighting it and they just get worn out somebody who understands what's going on is going to learn okay i'm rolling with this thing Nothing, nothing big and spectacular may happen in the next three weeks, but I'm preparing for it. Mm -hmm. You do all your preparation during a retrograde. 
Right. Right. Or you're, or like you're, I guess you could say releasing, you know, releasing, not necessarily setting intentions or, you know, signing major contracts or, exactly. you know, or set that impulsiveness in kind of like a smoother state is something that I always try to plan to do with a retrograde. And can you explain um, a little bit about like the Zodiac element elements, because everybody has their sun sign, which is the sign that they usually use when they're like looking up their horoscope and saying like, oh, how am I going to be this week? You know, we go off of our sun sign, but um, how do the elements really um, with astrology kind of tap into that person's zodiac sign and um, personality and kind of the way they live their lives? Do you have any like Thing you would want to share about that yeah, yeah no you know the first thing is to understand the elements so we have air we have water we have earth and we have fire mm-hmm. and then we need to know what signs are what so we've got our earth signs our taurus virgo and capricorn our fire signs are aries leo and sagittarius our air signs are gemini libra and aquarius mm-hmm. and then our water signs are cancer scorpio and pisces Now, if you're earth and I'm water, we're going to blend really well together. We're going to have a healing energy when we come together. It's going to turn into mud, earth and water. But what does mud do? Mud actually heals. You know, if you have a, if you have a bee sting and you stick your hand in the mud, (laughs) it's going to pull that sting right out. It's going to start to heal it for you. Very simple tactic. Um, But if you're a water sign and you get with a fire sign, you have a relationship with a fire sign. Now you may be like keeping each other, not going up, not going down, kind of washing each other out a little bit. Your fire starts going, then the water crushes it down. Mm-hmm. And then the fire wants to get going, but it's kind of like, like taking an electrical cord and sticking it in water and it just mm-hmm. fizzles out. So sometimes water and fire relationships are difficult. So it's kind of like that. You start to look at the elements, you know, air and water is more like a volcano. Because you're going to have air and that water coming all the way through, making like, you know, mm-hmm. a volcano. So you can do, you know, at the same time, though, all of these elements on a good side can work together. Mm-hmm. It's not like don't ever go that way. It's just you have to know what your element is and know what your person's elements are. So you can go, OK, I need to stay up here and they're over mm-hmm. here and we're not working right now. You know, it's OK. It's all right. You know, yeah. So, and it, it's funny how everybody kind of like entwines in together because um, I'm not, I didn't know that you were a Virgo, but now I'm not surprised because my sister's a Virgo and I feel like I always feel very drawn to Virgos. Like I call them my, my, I, I always call them my goddess uh, uh, signs. Like I feel like I don't know what it is about Virgos, but I'm always drawn to Virgos. I always like, you know, like to get to know them and stuff. And both my husband and I are both Aquariuses. We're both air signs. And then we had two fire children. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we have two, uh, we have an Aries and a Sag. And I'm, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is crazy. You know, our house is wild, you know? So yes. It's funny how like the signs intertwine with the families and stuff. How do you say that people um, can learn more about astrology or learn more about um, what, what simple steps would you give them if they're thinking like, this is cool. I want to learn more about it. 
Well, the great thing is it's everywhere now. Astrology is so popular. It's an old, it's like so old, it's new again. Mm-hmm. Like an, It's like a language and it's going to become our native language in the future. Mm. So you want to look at it like you're learning a new language. And so in the beginning, you're going to learn the basics. You'll learn the sun sign, you'll learn the element, you'll learn the, you know, before you start putting things together and telling that whole story, you have to learn everything individually. And it's kind of like in the beginning, you'll be able to like write a sentence about it, you know, and then later as you start more asking more questions and you start learning more, which the questions will take you to the answers. So you have a question, how do I learn astrology? Boom, Google, how do I learn astrology? What's the first step? What's the first, you know, and it'll narrow you down. So you can do a full research, you know, yourself, do self-study watch, watch videos and all of those things. Um, I worked with Stephen Forrest. He's a, he was my mentor. He's a world-renowned uh, evolutionary astrologer. Mm. He actually wrote the forward on my book too. Yeah. I was really fortunate. I got him to write the forward. Um, so, you know, I had more of a mentor that I followed. And so you can follow a mentor that's teaching astrology. Like I teach astrology, but I teach it more one-on-one through a, through a reading. It's like I'm tutoring someone. I take them where they are. We can spend a whole hour and then we can work on several hours a month or however we want to do the session it takes time though, but I can get them to definitely started through, through a private reading, do more private uh, nice. tutorials. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. That is so much fun. How, how do people use, so like when we were talking about the, the business men are practicing strategy and practice practical, um, areas like that, but the billionaires are using astrology. How do people use astrology to set intentions and to manifest? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, you want to understand your elements like we talked about. And then, so one, what is our, what is our money sign? That's our earth signs. Mm. So we know that money is earth. So when the planets are in the earth signs or the moon is in an earth sign for two and a half days, those become moments of manifestation for us. We can say, all right, this is money time now. And we can start to manifest our money. Um, if we're really feeling lost or we're feeling like, you know, we're just not clear in our minds, then when the, when the signs are in the water signs, we're going to become more intuitive. We're going to be able to journal more. We're going to be able to bring out our emotions more. And so, you know, for a businessman, they're going to probably use things like mercury retrograde, simple things, don't sign contracts during mercury, mercury retrogrades and, you know, that kind of stuff. They probably have somebody that's guiding them. So they know they probably mm-hmm. have someone going, Hey, watch out for this weekend. You know, they right. yeah. kind of giving them guidance, what to look for and watch and stuff. But if you can time it based on planetary lineups and you know, what's kind of happening, that's when you want to manifest that power. And there's times like, you know, some people say, you know, you can manifest at all times, you know, manifest any, everything. But being an astrologer, I just realized there's this ebb and flow. And there's times when there's just no manifesting energy until something happens, a full moon or a new moon, or then all of a sudden I'm feeling like, all right, I can come forward now. So I go a lot by feel, but then I'm also able to look at the astrology and go, oh, okay, yeah. Now my feelings connect to what's actually happening. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That makes sense, but that's a little bit on how. Yeah. Like with the moon phases and what's what sign the moon is in at the perfect time, I would say is the start. And then when you start to get more advanced, then you could look at like what house (laughs) you're, what degrees you're at. And well, like I'm getting ready to write my second book and it's going to be on animals and astrology. Ooh, I love that. And so I'm going to go deep into my study of my last 15 year study of how it works and tell stories and do some celebrity dogs and have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I also know that Jupiter's going to move into Pisces starting in December for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Now, Jupiter is expansion. Jupiter is incredible. You want to catch the wave of Pisces for next year. Well, Pisces is the animal communicator. Mm, that's I, perfect time to write a book. <laughs> so I'm going, okay, I already wanted, I already felt the book coming. Yes. I kind of felt it, you know, but I wasn't quite. And then I looked at the astrology and went, oh my gosh, I've got to ride this wave. Mm-hmm. I've got to start this book as soon as Jupiter moves into Pisces. And then I'm going to ride nice. that wave a whole year. And that's my goal. And that's, oh, that's my awesome. energy. Because it'll give me the insight and in, into more of the animals and the astrology and how things work. It'll make, open up my whole you know, belief system on it and help me with it. So mm-hmm. that's kind yeah. of how I use it like that. Yeah. What, what are most of the uh, most, well, I don't want to say fiery, but what are the most, I guess you could say, I, or cardinal signs that you see um, that really have kind of strong traits with astrology? Yes. Well, first we'd have to say our Scorpio. Oh yes, our Scorpio. Yes, right now. Scorpio. <laughs> They've got it going on. They know what's yeah. happening. You know what I mean? I also think Aquarius is very strong. It's a fixed sign. Mm-hmm. You guys know what you want to do. And, and Aquarius tend to get, they're very psychic, but they get downloads from heaven. You know, they get downloads more than like a huge psychic feeling. They get ideas. Yeah. Just pop it down, pop it down. You're driving down the road and all those ideas are coming. You know, that's the Aquarius, but they're fixed. They're strong too. Um, Aries, I'd say was a strong sign. Yeah, Aries is very Leo, strong. we've got Leo is a very strong sign. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we've got our bull, we've got Taurus. You know, all of them have their strengths. Yes, all of them have different strengths. Yes. I, I like because um, I, what was I, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that well, a lot of times people think that a certain sign or a certain Zodiac sign means that person is like that. Like you say, you know, oh, well, it's because he's um, a Pisces. So that's why he's so maybe strong willed and he doesn't necessarily apologize or he doesn't, you know, but in actuality, it's more of what the universe is doing. And while they have traits, everybody's kind of different and has very similar, but also different traits. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that, you know, all the signs are very strong in certain uh, areas and specialties, and they all kind of venture off into their own uniqueness as they are individuals. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like November this month, we're having our new moon in Scorpio. We're still in it right now. Yes. So happy new moon. New moon. Uh, <laughs> this is great to launch this on a new moon, to do this on a new I moon. I know. I know. I might have to great. launch it sooner, right? I know. I yeah, know. Yeah. So maybe we'll, you know, we'll get it next when it's ready to launch, it might launch on a full moon, but right. it's being created on a new moon. Mm-hmm. So see how we can, we can work that out. But not only that, 
people who are Scorpio are going to feel more intense right now, this next, you know, cause we also have Mars and Scorpio. So it's going to be like an mm-hmm. eight week period of Scorpio world. So we get to experience more what a Scorpio lives like, what they feel, what they do. We're going to feel it too. We're just not as comfortable with it as a Scorpio would be. They're like, this is nothing. I'm in my, I'm in my zone where for us, we're going to be like, we're in Scorpio waters. Dang, man, this is tough. Or I can't believe they go through this. You know, we start feeling that nature ourselves, but on a different scale. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And then do you think that most people, because I know on my Instagram, I did when I was first learning astrology, not just learning the, um, you know, the elements and kind of learning the signs and what, uh, what was important about each sign and what was important about each moon phase. I also took a deep dive into the planets and learning what each planet represent. And when that sign is within that planet, what does it all mean? And what areas, um, how, how important is it to learn the planets with, um, the zodiacs and, I think it's very, very important. In fact, in my book, I I do a whole thing on the planets and what plant, what sign is ruled by what planet and what that means, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, you know what? It's very powerful. Um, Yeah. It's just very powerful. (laughs) Yeah. I know because like every time somebody in there a minute, I don't know. Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of sticking on that a little bit. Yeah. I can see you. Oh, hello. <laughs> Let me just pause it. Okay, so I love how we are learning about the planets and we're using the planets to kind of find out what's going on with the zodiac signs, what's going on with the world, what's going on with the universe. What are some of your favorite planets and why do you love them so much? Mm. Well, I love Neptune. Neptune is one of my favorite planets. It rules the ocean. Ooh, It rules the ocean. And it's the thing about Pisces, though. People don't think they're very strong because they tend to be very compassionate. They really take on like a Jesus-like profile. You know, they have that Jesus-like compassion. Mm -hmm. But- If you think about the ocean, the ocean is the strongest element of all the elements. I mean, the ocean starts coming down. You start getting a tsunami or getting anything like that. It's like, dang, you know, and so Pisces can go to that extreme of a tidal wave, or it could be a little bubbly creek that you just stick your toes in and different things. So you have to know what Neptune's doing. Sometimes the planet itself is going through personal storms. Neptune is very stormy. It's very icy. It's very cold and then it changes. So person who has a lot of Pisces in their chart is going to also feel like they're in a constant storm personally and emotionally. A lot of times that happens. It's like, wow, it's just all over. Now, when you learn about that, you can learn to balance yourself through the storm, how to walk on water, so to speak, how to learn how to walk on water when everything is going wild, you know, what's happening and you're like, nope, I'm going to stay right here. Um, Pluto is another powerful planet that rules Scorpio. Now, Pluto is a very small little mighty planet and it hangs out way out in the distance next to Neptune. Yeah. Are we still, I know that's always like, how does Pluto feel about getting eliminated from our 
our universe. We're like, yes. bring Pluto back. Pluto. I know. I believe in Pluto. I believe in Pluto. <laughs> so Pluto's definitely more powerful than people give him credit for. But what Pluto does is it dives down deep into this area where you can't see it anymore. And then all of a sudden it rises like the Phoenix and comes out into clear view and there's Pluto and he's mighty and powerful. And that is Pluto real Scorpio. And that's often the life of a Scorpio. They go down into their private deep dives where nobody, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to talk to anybody. They go down there and they work on their, their private stuff. And when they're ready to come out, they rise like the Phoenix and they follow the pattern of Pluto. So when Pluto's high in the sky or Scorpios are out, when Pluto's down and hanging out, not wanting to be seen, then Plutonic people are not wanting to be seen. So we are actually affected by the movements of the planets, what oh, they're wow. actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. That is so, so cool. So give us a little like insight. What is it like to, to wake up every morning? Kind of like if, if this was your reality show, like what is it like to be an astrologer to get up every morning and kind of set your intentions and set your days as an astrologer? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. It is a lifestyle. It is a specific lifestyle. You're living in it all the time because you're watching the planets all the time. Now, sometimes this can get difficult because I'm extremely intuitive. So I, because I am an astrologer and I watch every second all the time, I'm curious to what's going on now. Is this retrograde? Is this move forward? I'm watching every day. Sometimes I get hypersensitive to energy change, mm-hmm. energy shifts. I almost get, I can get almost sick, like during a Mercury retrograde. Like I can feel that so strong on me. Other people are like, I don't feel it. I, for me, because I'm so in tune. Mm-hmm. So I have to try to really work on what's happening up in the sky and how can I balance that? How can I utilize that? Mm-hmm. What is it wanting from me? What, like I was talking earlier about, you know, this Jupiter and Pisces coming. So I know it's coming in December. So you know what I need to do? I need to, kind of, <laughs> I need to clean my room, get a new vibe in there from the old book. I need to light candles and do some sage. And I need to get my house in order so that when I'm ready to sit down and write, I don't have that Virgo side of me that's driving me crazy, but it allows me to prepare. And where normally I'd be beating myself up going, why can't I write this book? Why can't I start this book? What's going on with this? What's wrong with me? You know, I'm, am I lazy? Am I procrastinating? No, none of those things. I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity. Mm -hmm. And because I know it's coming and I know the exact date it's going to start. I am doing everything I can to prepare for that date instead of getting there and then being like, oh, I have so much to do. I can't start. So it's like you're using your the universe and that to make almost like a strategy. Absolutely. Business plan. Business plan. I work my business plan definitely off of off of astrology. Absolutely. This summer. Um, we had Mars and Leo. I like to follow Mars. Mars is an eight week cycle. So it goes through one sign every eight weeks and Mars is our business. Mars is our passion. Mars is, you know, what we're doing down here as a collective, what we're driven to do. Mars gives us that. So to follow Mars and know where he's at, like right now, Mars just moved into Scorpio for eight weeks. So this is serious Scorpio stuff we're in. We're not just in the little sun Mercury. We got Mars there right now. And he doesn't, yeah. he only comes there every two and a half years. Yeah. And he's a, he's a big papa. He's a strong, 
He's a big he's a, he's a he's a he's a yeah. You don't like to get messed around with no. no but this no. summer Mars was in Leo. Now I my natal chart. I'm born with Mars in Leo, so that's my Mars return. It happens every two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I couldn't have planned it any better, but that was the first launch of my book was during my Mars return in Leo, which is wow. bringing stuff out to the public, which is celebrating. And so I launched my book at the start of Mars and Leo. Mm-hmm. So now here I am working through the Mars and Scorpio, but now I'm diving down deep and doing podcasts and talking to people one-on-one. That's Scorpio, one-on-one, really awesome, deep conversations. So I'm utilizing this Mars and Scorpio to, 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 to bring out the darker, deeper side of everything. Right now. And then when Mars goes into Sagittarius, which will be next, I'm going to be exuberant. That's going to be a time you want to get out and teach, you know? So you kind of, if you follow it, it can keep you on a really cool ebb and flow. The, the Mars and Sagittarius, when is that happening? That's going to happen. Well, we just had Mars and Scorpio. So we're probably looking at the middle of December. Ooh, okay. Great. Okay, great. About the middle of December and Mars and Sagittarius is a great time. It's the guru. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the yoga teacher. It's the chakras, you know, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and it deals with all things spiritual. Yeah. We're going to have a big spiritual awakening during, you know, December to January. Nice. Nice. You know, that's beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. That is, and, I would, and I would say you might have, you might have somebody specific come in your life. That's a teacher. And all of a sudden they appear mm-hmm. you weren't looking for it. And all of a sudden this, you know, little guru type person appears. Well, it's appearing during a margin sag, you know what I mean? It's bringing forth people for us that are masters during that time. So if we're humble enough, we're going to take advantage of having a teacher come in we're open to it now if some people aren't open to it they're going to miss that transit you can miss the whole energy of something by blocking yourself off too Mm -hmm. yeah that's true a lot of people I think especially like when you talk about like Venus because I, I love Venus Venus is like one of my favorite planets and like it's like well Venus is you know there's some movement going on with Venus or like if Aquarius is in Venus I'm like looking it up I'm like you know because that's the isn't that the only feminine planet so it's like that is our time to tap into our divine feminine energy and and learn more about like our luxuries our desires kind of tap into that state so like every time I I see something exciting about Venus I'm like (laughs) oh I need to and Venus is also this opportunity ah. to become more fabulous. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. And Venus also rules how we make money. So it's yeah. a great time. Venus is like a four week cycle. So you've got four weeks to kind of get a new money plan. Mm-hmm. How can I turn my business around and do better or add to it or what have you? Venus wants you to make money too and be comfortable. It wants you to be right. out there. Yes. I love Venus. Venus is good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, give us a little bit about how people can find you. Tell us about your book. Like, let's okay, go. Okay. Book. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let me, let me grab it real quick. Is that okay? Yes, it's right yes, here. Yes. Yes. And I just want to thank Crystal for actually sending me her book autographed. So I have been starting to read it and getting into it. And I love the book. I absolutely was like, yay. 
okay. My husband's like another book. I was like, no, it was gifted to me. <laughs> I know I had to get one in your hands. I'm like, you're going to love this. You have to have one. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Thank you so much. So tell us about it. Fire. Book, Fire in the sky. The actual cover is a cover of Catalina Island in California. My mother painted in 1972. Gorgeous. This picture is from 1970 of the ocean. And I you know tweaked it a little bit with some editing, um, but it's 12 chapters. I go through each sign. Um, I talk about also astrotheology, like we were talking earlier about the Bible and a little bit about how the Bible, we see astrology all through the Bible. So I give little tips there where we can see it in different scriptures, just a brief, just to show people how connected we are to everything, that everything is not disconnected, right. that astrology is ran through, you know, religion forever so it just goes hand in hand it's humans that get in the way people a lot of times are afraid of astrology because it gives us our own power yeah it gives us our own power to go oh no i'm waiting for this and i have my own power i don't have anyone to tell me what to do because i know what i'm on my own rhythm right right so i go in um to the 12 signs i talk about the personality i talk about the shadow side i talk about mental health psychology relationships. I do a few celebrity profiles. I do like Stevie Nicks and I do Walt Disney and talk about their charts. Those are some major profiles. Like, Uh I mean, Walt Disney and Stevie Nicks, totally different like types. Yes. 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 Walt Disney is the Sagittarius. So there's the visionary. Mm -hmm. He's a visionary. And so, so Sag has that visionary side to them. They're able to see into the future. And Stevie Nicks was a Gemini. And that's why she was able to write all those songs. Yeah. Because she, you know, she had the gift, mm-hmm. the gift of writing from being a Gemini. So I was able to show there's quite a few others in there. And like I said, each chapter is very intimate. It's, it's something, this book is an intimate book. I dive down deep mm-hmm. into the signs. So it's not just kind of a fluffy sun sign astrology book. It's more like, I really want to know. It's also a great reference book so you can understand other people. Mm-hmm. I made it that way. <laughs> so nice, like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hey, what does this mean? What let me look mean? him up real quick. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> I made it a reference book so people could look and see. It's basically looking into how we all think. Mm-hmm. What each sign has a perspective and a perception of how it sees the world. And that's what this book is. I tap into that perception for each sign, kind of letting them be heard letting them be seen and letting them be understood. This is a compassionate book to basically say, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't divide us. We're all in this together. And how do we use our signs to be better people together? Yeah. And it's, it's in this book. So I'm really proud of it. And um, it's on Amazon now. So anybody who would love to pick it up. I think it would be a great contribution to your bookshelf. <laughs> yes, definitely get it your, now on Amazon. Bookshelf. Yes. And I'll put that link in there. I'll have all the links, all the information to Crystal. So you can go find her, get her book, find out more about her. So thank you so much for being on the show and let us know um, where else can people find you? Okay. Right now, find me on YouTube under Crystal and Astrology, Instagram, Crystal and Astrology, Facebook, Crystal and Astrology. I'm all over and now I'm on Clubhouse and also um, Wisdom. I'm trying out Wisdom a little bit so people okay. can find me there. I'll be doing some free free chart readings and free classes on Clubhouse. 
Nice. People get on Clubhouse, they can find my room and I'll be doing some more of those and some more talks with you and yes, bring everybody to us, you know. Yes, Yes, definitely. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening to chakras and cuss words. And um, please comment, like, and subscribe and share this podcast. And everybody have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.